0: Particularly with a following wind, gliders like the Roernsberber could go a very long way. But a downwind journey meant that the glider needed to be retrieved. To avoid long road journeys, the Roernsberber would have to make progress into a headwind to return. That means flying faster, and faster flying makes the performance much worse. We can demonstrate the performance penalty associated with speed in a special test flight. For a relatively small glide angle, you can assume that the horizontal speed is the same as the airspeed, and the airspeed is easy to measure, being one of the instrument displays.
1: I'm flying the glider now at about 50 knots, with a vertical speed of about 1.5 knots down. That gives us a glide angle of about 30 to 1. If I now increase the speed. doing 80 knots, and the vertical speed is around 4 knots. So at 80 knots, my glide angle has got worse. I'm only doing about 20 to 1.
0: You can plot the performance of that test flight in terms of the relationship between horizontal and vertical speeds. At 50 knots, the glider's vertical speed is about minus 1.5 knots and at 80 knots, the vertical speed becomes minus 4 knots. Other airspeeds carry different speeds of descent, giving this performance graph, which is known as a polar curve. The highest point on the graph gives you the minimum sink speed for this glider. That's around 40 knots. It's the speed at which it should fly in thermals or other rising air to gain height as quickly as possible. The tangent from the origin to the curve touches the curve at the point with the lowest possible ratio of vertical to horizontal speed. The airspeed at this point is called the best glide speed, and it's generally slightly higher than the minimum sink speed. Now, the Roernsperber performs well in a very narrow range of speeds. Fly at speeds much greater than 40 knots, and the Roernsperber effectively drops out of the sky.